The FT. Russia has threatened Denmark with a nuclear strike if it takes part in NATO's missile shield. In some of the most incendiary comments yet directed at a member of the military alliance, the threat puts further pressure on countries in the Baltic Sea region, amid reports of a Russian military build-up and after numerous airspace violations by Russian aircraft. I'm Fiona Simon, and on the line with me to discuss the growing tensions in the region is Richard Milne, our Nordic and Baltic correspondent. Hi, Richard. Hi there. What form did this Russian threat to Denmark take? Well, it took quite an unusual form, and it was an op-ed piece in one of Denmark's most read newspapers, Jyllandsposten, by the Russian ambassador to Denmark. So it was quite a formal thing. It's something that's not particularly open to uh, interpretation in in some ways, as an interview might be. And what exactly did he say? So he said that if Denmark took part in NATO's missile shield, as Denmark has said they would do, then Danish warships would be a legitimate target for Russia's nuclear weapons. And the ambassador also warned that Denmark's finances and security would suffer, and equally that Russia had missiles that could penetrate this missile shield. Are the Danes taking this seriously, and will it actually affect their decision to take part in the NATO missile shield? Well, the Danes are taking it seriously, but they're also being very careful to try to not escalate this matter. They've said that it's unacceptable and so forth, but they've really、um, tried to downplay it. In a way, it's very different to neighbouring Sweden, which has been much more alarmist in its comments. The Danish Prime Minister has said we need to keep our heads calm and our cockpit warm, and I think that is very much the Danish attitude. As for whether it affects whether they take part in the shield, nobody quite knows. But it would be really quite remarkable if they didn't now. So, what is it that's particularly alarmed Denmark's neighbour, Sweden? Well, Sweden isn't in NATO, and that means it's not subject to Article Five, which is NATO's Article on Collective Defence. So that makes it a bit more vulnerable. You have to remember that Ukraine is also not part of NATO. At the same time, Russia has been a little more aggressive in the case of Sweden. It's actually invaded its airspace. It hasn't done that in Denmark's case. There was also this hunt for a foreign submarine in the archipelago outside Stockholm in October. Everybody pointed the finger of suspicion at Russia. Sweden hasn't officially commented on which country they think was behind it, but overall, there's a real sense of jitteriness in Sweden.、Uh, they've just announced for the first time in a decade they're going to send permanent troops to the island of Gotland, which is in the middle of the Baltic Sea. And what are the Baltic states doing about the perceived Russian threat? The Baltic states themselves are in NATO, and I think they draw a lot of sense of security from that. President Obama went last year to Tallinn in Estonia, where he said NATO would defend Tallinn and Riga just as much as they would defend Paris and Berlin. But at the same time, they've been very much pushing NATO to step up measures to have a rapid reaction force for that region. What they would really like, and which they haven't got at the moment, is to have permanent troops based in the region. The very, very few NATO troops based east of Germany. The NATO allies would say that there's a lot of exercises, there's rotation of troops and air defence forces into the Baltic states, and in some way, if that just keeps on 
rolling over month after month, year after year, that becomes kind of semi-permanent. But I think the Baltics would like that more in stone because they realized that they're not really defensible. I mean, it's very easy for pure military terms for Russia to overrun the Baltics. So they allude to the West Berlin scenario in the Cold War when Russia could have taken West Berlin, but they knew that if they did, all hell would break loose. And how significant is the NATO missile shield in helping to protect the Baltic states from any potential Russian attack? Well, NATO's been very careful to frame the missile shield predominantly when it originally came up in sort of 2010-11, very much in the threat from Iran, from nuclear missiles, and also to talk about road stakes terrorists. It doesn't surprise anybody that it could include Russia as a potential list, but NATO is quite clear and, and Denmark was quite clear at the weekend that it's not targeted at Russia. It is a defense system. But equally, it is a defense system that can alter the balance of power. In the Cold War, there was this idea of mutually assured destruction with a missile shield that wouldn't work. has to be said, though, as with any missile shield, there's no certainty about its effectiveness. And indeed, as the Russian ambassador said, Russia claims that it has missiles that could get through the shield. Do you think this dispute between Denmark and Russia is likely to escalate further? I think Denmark would like it very much not to. There was a similar instance last summer. Their intelligence forces revealed that Russia had practiced a dummy bombing raid, essentially, on Denmark. And that was very much played down as well. As I say, I think Denmark is of the opinion that they're under no illusions about Russia and its behavior. But I think they don't want to do anything to stoke this. The question on the other side, though, is... What will Russia do? I think it's no exaggeration to say it's really extraordinary comments from a diplomat to make to threaten a nuclear weapon strike for any reason with a country you're not in conflict with. And I think, therefore, you know, privately among Nordic diplomats, there is a worry about where this could lead to. And so, therefore, there's a great desire to be as united as possible, both in the EU and NATO. And has there been no attempt by Russia to tone down the comments subsequently? No, there hasn't been. But it also fits actually into a pattern. You had Vladimir Putin, the Russian president, talking about potentially thinking of using uh, nuclear weapons in the case of Crimea. To the Western ears, you know, the use of uh, nuclear weapons sounds incredibly worrying. But it's something you're increasingly hearing coming out of the mouths of Russian officials. Thanks, Richard. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts. Did you know the Capital Ideas podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin? Through the words and experiences of investment professionals, you'll discover who was their best mentor, what's a mistake they made that changed their approach, And how do they find their next great idea? Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.